All right, howlers, let's get howling. But first, a couple quick warnings. First warning, this podcast contains adult content. Don't be a pixie. Second warning, this podcast contains spoilers for the entire Red Rising saga. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy. Email us, howlerpod at gmail.com. Visit us at howlerpod.com and rate and review us. Five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we will slash the backs of your legs and steal your Pulsimer and fly up to Olympus and capture all your friends. <laughs> and now, Howler Pod. Oh! Hallerpot, your podcast for all things Red Rising, where every episode we dive deep to break down, celebrate, and discuss all aspects of the fantastic Red Rising saga by Haller number one, Pierce Brown. Ow, ow! I am your host, Ben Reinert. I am joined today, as always, by the amazing Aaron Ayers. Hello, Howlers! And we have a special guest today! Hell yeah! Welcome, Miles Bensky, to the program. How you doing, sir? Thanks for having me back. Thanks for having me back. Always. Uh, Miles is the art god of Red Rising. <laughs> Proctor Art. <laughs> Miles is joining us today for the Red Rising book draft. So excited. Love sports. <laughs> Do you understand the concept yet, Aaron? No. Okay. It will work out. I'm going to explain it to you guys anyway. So, the three of us will be participating in a draft of moments from the book Red Rising by Pierce Brown. And uh, we've got certain categories that we'll be drafting moments in. Those categories are comedy moment, action sequence, dramatic moment, drama, twist, or what the fuck moment, most impactful death. And then we have a wild card category and then one category that will change for every single podcast our guests get to choose a category of their choice miles what is your category it's all about the hands <laughs> the best hands moment like okay. you like daryl's held over hands do you it's all about those held over hands. you like those fast fingies <laughs> So we'll be picking moments that fit those categories. And uh, the idea is to assemble a team of moments that stands out the most or captures the essence of Red Rising, the book, the most. And then we'll post our teams to our social media. You can check that out. Instagram. Uh, at HollerPod on Instagram. And you can vote on who had the best team. Does that make sense? Yes. Miles. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> we, need, we need to hear an affirmative from you. <laughs> so, and we're going to draft in a particular order. It's going to be called snake style. So uh, we'll be going one, two, How three. How scrimmage. <laughs> we'll be going uh, one, two, three. So we'll determine the order here in just a second. And then for the next round, it will be three, two, one. And it will just snake around like that for each following round. Just tell me when to go. Okay. So we should have seven rounds. We need a, a wrestling. Ding, ding. <laughs> Can you put that in? Thanks. And uh, we'll be determining the draft order live on the podcast. Okay. This is coming straight out of the yep. Harry Potter hat. <laughs> We've got the sorting hat here. All three names. Aaron, choose our first name. Not the Pierce Brown hat. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't use that hat here. Ben! Wow. Number one pick. Okay. The golden son of the pod. <laughs> Next up, we have Miles. Okay, Miles is second. Special Aaron guest, is, Miles. Aaron is third. Are you sure my name was the last one in there? Yes. <laughs> it's like it Pax. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. Um, so, okay, we're talking about Red Rising. 
Book one. Book one. Of the world famous series, Red Rising. This book was published in 2014. On Pierce Brown's birthday. <laughs> what were you up to in 2014, Miles? Um, I had just moved to Central Illinois, and I had started my PhD program. And so it was early 2014, right? So, yeah, I was just trying to figure out what living in the middle of cornfields was like <laughs> and trying to figure out how to, how to study some fish. So Where did you live before that? Um, I spent two years in Austin. I got my master's there. And then before that, uh, mostly where I grew up in Seattle. So Nice. Nice. Yeah. And uh, when did you first read, what was your first experience with, with Red Rising? So, yeah, it was actually um, tying it to the board game. Uh, so Jamie, you know, co-designed the board game. Now, I think it was maybe three or four years ago He had, when he initially announced that he had been talking to Pierce and had been trying to design a game with for the IP. Um, but at that time, it kind of failed. That's but So he was kind of putting out a call to designers and just wanted people to know about, like kind of use the platform to spread the word about Red Rising. And so he, he mentioned it. I saw Justin, uh, Justin Wong had done some cover art. Uh, so it's actually the art that's on the back of the board. That's, that's, that's the first thing I had seen about uh, and so I immediately wanted to know nothing about it, which might impact uh, some of my decisions today in terms of like what I found surprising. Because I did not like know anything about it besides the fact that Jamie said go read this book. And so, um, yeah, what you know, got it and just like binged that. So at that point, I think the first four had been out. So I just basically went through the first four nice. and then waited for Dark Age. Jamie's oh. a good friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a useful friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the, uh, let's go ahead and just get into the draft. Yeah. Let's fucking do this. Round one. So the way this is going to work is you're going to want to kind of declare your category and then declare what your moment is in that category. And so we can each draft one moment for each category once that moment's been drafted, nobody else can use it, obviously. And then we'll just kind of go along here and see what happens. Okay. Sounds good. Let's see. I didn't really think about my strategy too much. You're up first, Primus. So I'm just going to lead with my heart because I really want this particular sequence myself. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go with action sequence. Don't do it. And I'm going to take... <laughs> Cassius and Daryl racing to the feast table. The cornucopia. Of course. Because <laughs> this is like honestly one of my favorite moments in the entire series. I love the thunder and lightning. And this moment is like so fraught with drama because Cassius, the night before, Julian had just been killed by Darrow. Awkward. And he's pretty sad about it but he's just trying to be cool and he challenges Daryl to this race and then they just become bros. Okay. For a little bit. And then obviously everything goes bad, but I like to live in this particular moment where they're best friends. You love Cassius. <laughs> it's also where we get the, the, the first Reaper, right? That's where, yeah. that's where that comes from. So yeah, the nickname that was one Reaper. of my top, top picks. So you, you grabbed it right away. <laughs> I had to use my first Good thing that, that Farm Boy series had the the <laughs> wheat cutter reaper. Just sitting there. As, an, as a, some people say. <laughs> okay, so that's my action sequence. I'm done in that category. And now it's Miles. Okay. All right. That's off the board. Um, so then I think I'm going to actually just go right to my category. And go with the hands. And so this is my most, I don't know, what were we calling the, the hand, the best hands moment? Best hands moment, um, yeah. You know, we know uh, Darrow has, likes to talk about his hands. Hands come up a lot. And I'm going to go with him and Mustang in the cave. Mm. Damn it, you know. that was mine! <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this. <laughs> yeah, it just, it has a lot, you know, it has just their relationship. It has the metaphor for, and just like, changing the paradigm, you know, him trying to figure out how to become a leader, um, you know, him showing off his, his red skills. I think, yeah, just that culmination 
uh, just makes it for me my favorite moment in terms of uh, his hands. So I'm taking that one. I like it too. First pick. It's flirty between the two of them. So she like calls him an ass and then like she <laughs> tries to do it, like twirl the stick. Yeah. So it's flirty and it's like mildly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, he just can't help but like mess up her metaphor yeah. and show off. So yeah, it's great. She's like, ooh, I like this guy. Typical Darrow. He's yeah. so skilled. <laughs> well, since we're jumping categories. Um, you don't have to pick that. You can choose any category, so you don't yeah. have to stay in the same category. Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with my favorite death. Wow. (laughs) And I say favorite because it's Proctor Apollo. This one's good. It's the best death in (laughs) this book, in my opinion, because it's not sad. It's like victorious. And it's like he gets his comeuppance and you've wanted him to die the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time we really see the rage of Darrow with killing, like his rage resulting in killing. Yeah. (laughs) So... You know, obviously Apollo lifts him up on grab boots and then drops him, but he doesn't fall. That's a great moment. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And then he stabs him in the eye into (laughs) into his brain. And then, you know, he falls to the ground and all the howlers are like, oh, fuck. (laughs) He just killed a proctor. (laughs) So, like, can we do that? All right. (laughs) That's my. He's using, like, he's using the the ring. Yeah. The pop out ring. Yeah. Nice. It's a. Uh, I thought that was from Dancer. Yeah, Dancer. Right. All right. Those were three great moments. I think we're all doing a really great job. <laughs> I think so we're far. getting this down. <laughs> so now we're on to round two. And guess what? It's your turn again. Ding, ding. <laughs> oh, snake round. Yeah. Grimace style. Okay. I'm going to go with. Ooh, drama, drama. Drama. Drama, yeah. drama. What do you got? So I'm going to go with Darrow choosing to get whipped. Mm. Um, and him. this is when Darrow really starts to move into the savior, martyr type role. Yes. Where all golds, you know, have this mindset of win, win, win. And Darrow, like, fucks him up in the brain by being like, <laughs> actually, I would die for you. You know? So... I think this really changes the way everyone sees Darrow and it sets him up for like the rest of all the other books. It is hilarious how shook all those golds were that he did that. Like you can't do that. Especially Tactus. <laughs> yeah. <He's> like, <laughs> you know. And Pax. Pax, right? Pax oh, starts Pax, crying. Pax crying <laughs> after. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great pick. Like the other thing I like about it is just like, you know, he he's talking to Mustang right before that. And she's like, you don't really have a good choice. And so, and so for him to kind of come up with that on, you know, it seems like on his own, I think that's just a cool moment. It's probably why Mustang chooses to like support Darrow and, you know, hogtie her brother for him. And because <laughs> she sees that he's different than everyone else. Right. It shows his ability to think like outside the box in those situations. To think like a red. Yeah change the paradigm a little bit oh wow i made that up myself are you next uh middle is mile i'm up mile all right all right big moment let's see i think i'm gonna go with comedy and there's a couple moments that are off the board that aren't on this list but i have to go i think with wanking off in the bushes (laughs) i just yeah (laughs) it's so good (laughs) Particularly when, like, yeah, Severin's like, what did you think I was doing? And they're like, yeah, we actually, that's exactly what we <laughs> thought you were doing. <laughs> and the way he, like, talks about how he's, like, been watching them the whole time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they're just, like, matter of fact, they're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we thought <laughs> yeah. you were jerking off, man. <laughs> it also, Severo's I mean, so awesome. Severo's always been beloved, but these are the reasons why. <laughs> totally. Sure. I think, yeah, it's, it's one of the... the Early, you know, early moments, just like, yeah, this, yeah. these guys. Like, we this like guy's this great. little weirdo. That is one of the true, like, laugh out loud moments in these books, for sure. Good choice. Okay. So, end of round two. What am I going to do? I've got the next pick, too. I'm going to go with my twist. 
I think, and I'm going to take Lucius is Jackal. Jackal is Lucius. And Lucius is Adrius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, just an absolutely fantastic twist the first time you read it because you just do not see it coming at all. And, and the fact that he's Darrow, such a great actor. Yeah. And the fact that Daryl's so far ahead of everybody else and the way that Pierce writes that so that he hides that fact that like Darrow's ahead. But then when you go back and read it, you can kind of see the little signs that Darrow knows what he's doing in that situation. I just love that part. So it does go bad, but it's a great, <laughs> it's a great little twist. It does go bad. Right. It goes when, very bad. When he slams his knife into the Jackal's hand and he's just got him trapped. And especially also the way the Jackal reacts is insane. Wait, so, what What category is this? This is Twist. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's so many things happen. I didn't know if it was death. I didn't know if you're going to keep going. Well, that was, yeah, that's a different character. So, no. We'll stick with Lucius as Jackal. Jackal is Lucius. That's my twist. Okay. Let's, um, let's do a quick recap of where we're at. I've got... Cassius and Darrow race to the feast table. Yes. And Jackal is Lucius. And Lucius is Jackal. Lucius is Jackal. <laughs> and I'm kicking you guys' ass it's already. It's Lucius. Just letting you know I'm kicking you guys' butt. So I but. <laughs> I have um, Proctor Apollo getting his brain diddled. <laughs> Early diddling. And <laughs> in the death way. And Darrow getting whipped for Tactus. That's pretty strong. I think so. Yeah. And Miles, what do you have? I got uh, wanking in the bushes, and <laughs> I think that that just wins right there. And then we have uh, the cave moment with uh, Darrow Darrow's hands. Ooh, everybody's, I think Miles is winning. Everybody's got a strong. I like Miles's right list better than mine. <laughs> I'm going with the super popular stuff. I'm just trying to I'm trying to win over the people. The game is rigged, <laughs> just like the society. Okay, um, let's go round three. Oh man. So does Miles never go first? No, he's just always in the middle of the round. Damn. Stuck in the middle. <laughs> I'm gonna pick my death, I think, and I'm gonna take Pax. Wow. Yeah. Are you calling this your favorite death? <laughs> <laughs> I think you get- said like what did we say for this? Most impactful. Most impactful, yeah. So this it was It could be the saddest too. This was tough just the toughest moment in the books probably or in this book i mean and also just shocking at the time because you're not ready for this the first time you read red rising for for a character like pax to die you feel like he's going to go on and do a lot of great things i think this was pierce's way i know it was a hat but it was his way of training us to not get too attached to For characters. Sure. This was the first sign that you do not get attached to people. He's like, this is your <laughs> like stop where you can get off the train <laughs> if if this was too much for you. If not, it's going to get worse. But it's also like really sweet. Pax is, you know, so lovable and he dies like saving Daryl's life with a smile on his face. Like oh. pour one out for Pax. We love that. We love that guy. That's some uh, good synergy between those two picks you got there. (laughs) (laughs) Is it me? No, it's Miles. No, it's Miles. My turn. The forever middle. All right. So, so I can basically leave death alone because I know I'm whatever's left is what I got. So I don't have to worry about you guys grabbing something. We could, I guess, take stuff for wild card if we wanted to, because wild card Mm. category is still out there. Okay. Take anything. Good point. Makes sense. All right, that's a good point. All right, I'm going to go with twist, and I'm going to go with a twist that some people will say is not a twist. It's not that surprising, um, but it was to me because I didn't know anything about the books going into it, and it's when um, finding out that Mars is colonized, and that was just one of those very impactful moments for me when the whole world opened up, um, and I just again wasn't really expecting it. And so, yeah, just when they go up those is it the escalator or the elevator and they come out and there's this whole different world um, than that's been set up for just that's just a very, very memorable moment for me from this book. And so, um, yeah, I think that's that's my twist. 
I it love that. It was def- a twist for me. Yeah, I definitely think that counts as a twist. <laughs> I didn't know anything either. Dancer has that great line. We we have been deceived. <laughs> nice. Ben's an actor now. And it's a huge twist, obviously, for Darrow. So yeah. even if it wasn't a twist for you, it's like, fuck, man. Yeah, and I think that there's been all these questions about, like, is is knowing Darrow becomes a gold, is that, like, a spoiler? And it, it was, like, and I think I, tie, I kind of tie that all to this with that as well. Um, and that, like, I guess on the back of the book, it kind of says that this is what's going to happen. But I didn't have, I, I had their ebook. I didn't see the back of the book. And I didn't look into anything. And so, yeah, just that it goes into that. And that's where the story goes. Just really was not, I wasn't expecting it. And so, yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest twists for me personally. It's a cool one, too. I mean, it really shows the cinematic writing of Pierce Brown because you can just visualize this Darrow seeing the right. scene and he, he you know describes the scene so well so well, yeah. it, it, it better be in the TV show and especially after those like first five or six chapters or whatever it's such a change and like Miles said like the whole book kind of just turns at that moment and it becomes a little different than yeah. what you start with with that EO death and everything so I love that choice Okay, Aaron, you got two picks in a row. Okay. I got to do a comedic moment. And this is Pax and Daryl, quote, hugging each other when they're fighting. <laughs> but Pax is squeezing Daryl. And so Daryl starts kneeing him in the balls until they both pass out on top of each other. In the grapes. In the grapes. In the Smashes the grapes. <laughs> I like that. Because, you know, Daryl fights dirty and Pax thinks it's so hilarious later that, mm-hmm. you know, he got the better of him or the equal mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost went with that for, for a comedy. That's yeah, a great one. <laughs> it's a great scene. Smashing grapes. Okay, that's comedy. And then um, I already did drama. So I'll go with twist. And I will say... Um, or it's twist or what the fuck moment. So I'm going to say what the fuck moment is when Darrow gives the jackal the ion blade to like make cutting his hand off easier as if like he's not going to also kill someone else with it. You're just like, this is all, this is also when you're like, what the fuck Darrow? Like you realize you can't trust him to always make good decisions. I like the literal interpretation of what the fuck in that moment. Yeah, it was like, what are you doing? And then, and in you, you know, you you have Darrow's inner monologue, and mm-hmm. the whole time he's like, "What do I do?" Uh, and you're like, "Get your head out of your ass and take it away from him." So, that's my what the fuck moment. Gotcha. Nice. I like that. Slash twist. Okay. It is a twist when everybody dies. Well, when he decides to cut his hand off. Yeah. For sure. Right. That's another. I mean, once once moment. he starts sawing, shouldn't you be like, okay, I was just, yeah, see, you know, let's stop all of this. Everyone step and, back. And the, yeah. the, the what the fuck part too is like also Mustang coming in and and not saying anything. Like, shouldn't she just be like, no, right. I'm not leaving. That's my or that's the jackal. I know who that is. Mm-hmm. Like, don't trust him. I don't know. I went twice. Yeah. I said the Smash and Grapes and the Ion Blade. All right. Two good picks. I'm going to go with Death, just so that no one else grabs this for me. Um, I'm going to go with EO. I think just go with you know the thing that starts it all. Um, and, yeah, just the catalyst to, to this whole entire story, I think. Um, you know, Very important got, moment. Got to grab that. It's crazy how it's still, I can't read it without crying still. (laughs) I've read it so many times. Every time, every time. Break the chains, Ben. Everybody's got such a good list so far. Sorry, you brought the experts in. (laughs) I'm going to use my wild card moment, and I'm going to take Dead Horses. (laughs) Which would be a great band name. (laughs) (laughs) That sequence is fucking awesome. So that's an action sequence. Uh, obviously, just showing off Daryl's skills as 
uh, a general in the field and his paradigm shifting strategy. I mean, and doing things that um, Golds would be too clean and proud to do. Right. Just a creepy, creepy ass moment, but also really funny at the same time. Just like everybody hanging out in those dead horses, but it's like Tactus and Severo and they kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So right. it tells you a lot about those characters too. And uh, I like how they call themselves like the dead horses afterwards. And then it's kind of like the root of the howlers as well. All the howlers doing crazy shit like that. It's a great moment. Okay, so that's my wild card moment. And then I'm going to go ahead and grab my dramatic moment. I think. And I'm going to choose Darrow choosing House Augustus at the end and not going with Lorne, kicking off the freaking blood feud with Cassius. And we also get a nice rise moment here, I feel like. Rise? So. Oh, sorry, I didn't warm up. (laughs) (laughs) Rise, my son. I like the drama of that, and it just sets up the next book so well. I so like Gollum. So I'm going to go, yeah. Daryl choosing House Augustus. Because we know, it's, we kind of know it's the wrong choice. That is drama. But it's also like a choice that he almost has to make at right. the same time. He so needs a fleet. I am going to go with that one. Daryl choosing House Augustus. If he were a gold and not a red infiltrating the golds, then I think for sure he would have gone with Lorne. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. But because he's being that's true, deceptive. It's like, yeah, you know, he does have to use this guy because he's the arch governor of Mars. Right, plays into that whole. It also helps that he gets to do duty type thing. Be a little closer to Mustang. That doesn't hurt. You're right. Okay, definitely, definitely a good plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, my Miles, turn. it's your turn. <laughs> all right, I'm going with action. And I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm including all the setup for this, but the conquering of Ho- House Apollo. Um, so you go from being in the forest and like bringing Apollo out and tricking him and having Severo, you know, go piss in the, you know, go piss in the forest um, and get away. And, you know, the counting and thinking about how fast, how fast can he get uh, to the castle? All the way to being there, and I think Tactus pees on something. And, a lot of pee. uh, he pees on a flag. <laughs> pees on a flag. He um, pees on something. Yeah, yeah. Just all that, that, that the deception and the the conquering of the castle. Yeah, I, I think that's just an awesome sequence. So that that's my action sequence. You get I the, mean, it's the it's the climax. Right. Yeah, it's definitely near the end there. Uh, you get the great moment with. Mustang like patting Darrow on the butt, and be mm-hmm. like, "Go take their Proctor or their Primus." That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Go take the Primus. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's cute. That's a good one. That's one of my favorite moments. And yeah, you get that great showdown between Darrow and the Primus. It's also Darrow's first kind of view into what corridor fighting will be like in in the future. And how like insane it is, and you can't control your whole army, and right. you know. And he almost gets cut up a few times. So yeah, well, yeah. And the, the fact that he's like deceiving, he tricks not just Apollo, but also Venus Jupiter. is there. Yeah, and yeah, so just like gets them all. Um, yeah, just that it's it's a really really cool moment. It's another one of those moments where Pierce kind of hides some information from us, uh-huh. and it works out really well. Like it surprises the reader and you surprise the enemies at the same time. So, but there's also on the like stuff with the reread, you're like, he's still hiding it, but there's still like, he's definitely hinting way more to it than you would have, than you picked up the first time. So yeah, it's really cool. He's a tricky little bastard. (laughs) That's why we love him. Okay, Ben, it's my turn. Two picks. So first I'm going, um, wild card. I'm going to go with another death because I'm <laughs> dark and stormy. Um, I'm going to go with impactful death being Julian. Mm. Also, like, like horrifying to read and imagine. Like, the way Pierce describes, like, killing in, in like, 
one-on-one it being intimate and it's just like quiet and awkward like the way it's it's not like badass that he kills him it's it's like super uncomfortable and horrifying brutal yeah and then you know just the the sorrow and and you you immediately like julian obviously because he's a nice guy you know (laughs) and he's sweet and then daryl just destroys him (laughs) um it's that's rough and obviously impactful because of the rest of the series and Oh yeah, you know, that death just Lady Bologna's dieting. <laughs> yeah. Because of it. Yeah, that death echoes throughout the entire series just over and over and over again. So great writing, also brutal. You're like, oh, this isn't um, you know, uh what's it called? What's the this isn't young adult. This right. is definitely adult. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you can call this first book YA. No. It's it's got some YA vibes for sure, but like YA nightmares. Yeah. It's it's very violent. Okay, so then um for round next round. This is round six. five. Six? Six, six. Six. Yeah. Six. So for round six, I'm gonna go with hands. Miles's special category, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go with Darrow solving Mickey's puzzle. <laughs> you want that one? Yes. This is really Darrow just you know showing off, but also everyone's amazed because they're like, "Oh my god!" Like the evolution of Reds in the Mines is crazy because they see them as like dolts just running the the mine, mm-hmm. but really Darrow is like smarter and faster than these surface dwellers and you know he really gets to to show off with the rubik's cube as i call it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like a musical rubik's cube yeah type thing and i can't solve a rubik's cube or i've never (laughs) successfully done one i tried really hard for a while and then i just gave up really there's like yeah there's a sequence you can like if you can learn a sequence and just basically like brute force any situation. So I my my dad was working on one and, and like figured it out and taught my daughter and I a couple like a year ago. But then we were just trying to do it again. We completely forgot. Like I can get like halfway <laughs> through now and like I have no idea. But it's, yeah, it's just like you can memorize some s- sequence and, and do it. But then the people who can do it like solve like five Rubik's cubes while they're juggling. Like I don't understand how <laughs> these people like. What, what they're doing <laughs> they have a lot of time on their hands <laughs> i guess so <laughs> to practice when i was really young i was probably like i don't know eight or nine or something like that i was at my aunt and uncle's house it's like for a family gathering i was super bored it's like all adults there and i was just hanging out and they had a rubik's cube and i was like messing around with it as a kid and i just i there's no way i could get it uh but then i realized like i could pop one of the pieces out and so then I went to the bathroom and I popped all of the pieces out <laughs> and then I put it so back you together with all the colors <laughs> lined up and then came out. I was like, I solved the Rubik's Cube. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I did the same thing except for mine was like stickers and like they all ripped on me. And so like it didn't really work, but I had the same idea. I was like, oh, I can't do this. I'll just. I'll wow. Just... <laughs> y'all are cheaters. <laughs> I'm not playing board games with either of you anymore. <laughs> Changing the paradigm. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> AKA cheating. <laughs> That's what if I kids like getting caught cheating on a test, you're like, ma'am, I was changing the paradigm. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. If I was a teacher and someone a student said that, I would just say, All right, you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so am I, I up? Wild pick, yep. All right. I'm gonna go with action. Or is this action or is this drama? There's two. Drama. You can, if you can make a case, you can make it fit however so you want. So you already did. I've already done. Storming Mountain Olympus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go. It's kind of both. But I'm going to go with uh, um, Cassis and Darrow duel. Um, it's, yeah. It is a dramatic action scene. Yeah. And just sure. like, you know, obviously a, a pivot point for the book when um, he gets taken out and then. Because with Mustang helping him, everything has to shift and how his approach to everything has to shift. But it's definitely that. And then obviously the culmination of the whole Julian aspect of the story, that all coming together. And then, yeah, it's just kind of really catapults the rest of the story, the rest of the book to like to the finish. So, yeah, I think that's a really key dramatic point. 
such a visceral moment and just like i love how not love but like it's so real how scared darrow is in that moment yeah he's like i don't want to die yeah Mm -hmm. it's you don't see that we don't see that a lot from him uh he does almost die a lot though right and now but now he's like raging towards it you know yeah i don't care about yeah that was that was another like intimate killing right you know and oh poor cassius thinks he has to avenge julian <laughs> yeah he thinks he's gotta avenge everybody um sure. okay so my honor remains round six final round we've got this is i only have one left yeah six, and then the final round is the next round yeah so you get the last pick well oh i get it yeah sorry so i have comedy and hands moment left i'm gonna go with hands and I'm gonna think. I think I'm gonna do just like intro to Darrow. Helldiver. Helldiver hands. Yeah, where he's just like full on, moving all the dials, drilling in the uh, crust of Mars, and getting some of that sweet, sweet helium three. This is true Helldiver hands action. <laughs> <laughs> the original Helldiver hands. Also, he talks about like. Um, the sling blade being for like people being clumsy, but he's right. like, but I'm not clumsy but I'm too good for that shit. Gets his way out. <laughs> he's talking about how dexterous you have to be to be a hell diver. Uh, that's some good. He's hands, pretty cocky. Good hands action in that moment. Yeah, he's like a real cocky. Yeah, he's like, hell shut diver. up, Narrow. I'm the youngest hell diver. You wimp. We're <laughs> gonna Mars. do this <laughs> by three years or whatever. Um. Okay, and then I've got my final pick. Final round. Ding, ding. And I'm going to do... Seven. All the pressure. I'm going to do Severo and Fitchner bickering over the the dead deer. Which, is this comedy? Yes, for comedy. Where oh, they're like, like you could have killed other. it closer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Severo's just being a total dickhead to his dad. And then he leaves it behind. Yes. And he's like, oh, is that a goblin talking? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Is that where goblin comes from? Does it come goblin? Goblin, yeah. Oh. Cute. Mm -hmm. And then when we find out that it's, that Fitchner is his dad, you know, it's even better on the rereads. It makes sense why they're bickering at each other like that. Yeah. Yeah. Even Darrow's like, something's going on between these two. Yeah. Well, he's like, yeah. Once he like confirms, he's like, oh yeah, that, this all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy dearest. All right, that's my full all draft. Right. Okay, Miles. All right, last pick. I think uh, there's a lot, still some good moments to choose from. I think I'm gonna go with twist. Maybe because I just read this part again, and it's funny to see Daryl just flip his shit when he re- finds us out, but Mustang and Jackal are brother and sister. Um, that he just, like, loses his mind, basically, once he realizes this. Um, after being like, yeah, I trust you, and Fisher just says this one thing, and he just, like, goes apeshit. <laughs> and, like, readies everything for, like... Oh, yeah, they're, like, full-on ready to go to right. war. Yeah. And then Mustang's like, oh, here's like, my brother. What? <laughs> what, you don't trust me? Yeah. It's a really great Yeah, he goes to Mars to, like, get everyone else. He's on Olympus, and he's got, like, yeah. He's got, yeah, he goes back to Castle Mars, yeah. To get the rest of the troops. Yeah, and he's got everybody, like, lined up, and they're ready to, like, fight. They've got the armory. A lover's quarrel. (laughs) And I think just learning that that she's in Augustus, right? Like, just the the way places, it helps place Mustang into the world a little bit more, and thinking about where you know the impact she she'll have going uh going forward um but yeah just like i didn't remember i I guess on this reread i just realized how fast the ending like clips oh my god it's just it is kind of funny just like how quickly he just like goes from oh fisher's like yeah she's actually uh his brother he's like yeah i need to ready everything for (laughs) for them now Yeah, like once that twist happens with the jackal, the book just does not stop. Uh, yeah. 
it at all. Like, yeah, it's a momentum. A solid. Hey, hell divers, it's all about momentum. <laughs> well, even if like you stop, you die. With the ebook, like you can see how many pages are left, right? And it's just kind of showing you. It says like, at least with you know my site, there's like it says like 700 or something's left, and I'm like, oh, there's a couple hundred pages left. But you don't. I didn't realize that there's like a sample of golden sun at the end uh, and so that's why just like the end comes way faster than I, like, yeah. i'm expecting yeah. every time i read it because i always forget that's there that's like actually like 100 pages by that point and it just like everything just like comes at you so yeah it's really really, really interesting i love it all right final pick that's me i'm uh action is my final category so i'm gonna go with the darrow harmony um, training and the whole montage there. Mm -hmm. I've said it before, but it reminds me of the edge of tomorrow movie with Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise, the yeah. training over and over, you know, cause <laughs> yeah. the day keeps repeating. I just think it's cool to see how Darrow's body changes and how he becomes the Reaper with the help of Mickey and Harmony training him in those like big suits. Mm -hmm. So I love a good montage. You know, give me a montage. I'll soak it up. Excited to see it on the show. Whenever that, whenever that happens. <laughs> okay, let's do a quick recap. Uh, my picks I took in the action category, Cassius and Daryl race to the feast table. And then I took in the twist category, Lucius is Jackal. Jackal is Lucius. Uh, then I took in the death category, Pax. And then I took in the uh, wild card category, the dead horses. And then um, hands category, intro to Darrow as the hell diver. In the drama category, I took Darrow choosing House Augustus over Lorne. And then finally in the comedy category, Severo and Fitcher bickering over the dead deer. Okay, Miles. All right. So for comedy, I got wanking, uh, several wanking off in the bushes. Uh, <laughs> Not you, several. No, <laughs> <several>. <laughs> Make that clear. Um, for action, I took uh, Conquering of House Apollo. For drama, I took Darrow and Cassius Duel. Twist, I took Mars, uh, finding out that Mars is colonized. For death, I took EO. And for best hands moment, I took. Uh, Mustang and Darrow in the cave, and then finally for my wild card, I took the the twist that Mustang is um, the Jackal's sister. Great picks. Nice. Aaron here for comedy. I took uh, Smashing Grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Action. Uh, the Darrow Harmony training montage. Drama, I did uh, Darrow getting whipped for Tactus. Twist, I did Darrow giving the Jackal the Ion Blade. Deaths, I picked two deaths. <laughs> One for wild card. One for wild card. Uh, Proctor Apollo getting brain diddled and Julian getting his face smashed <laughs> <laughs> and other parts. In hands, I did uh, solving Mickey's puzzle. Mm. Who do you think is going to win? Of course, I think I'm going to win. <laughs> they're all they're all really good. <laughs> Curious to see like what people, people pick. Okay, so what we'll need you guys to do, we'll have a post on our Instagram at HowlerPod. You can go on there and vote for your winner. And then we'll Will it be on, it. on the story? Well, yeah, I guess it'll have to be. Yeah, you'll have to check out the story. You're right. It'll be on our Instagram stories. <laughs> All right, you know what it's time for? What are we into this week? Aaron, what are you into this week? I am super into Only Murders in the Building is what it's called. <laughs> it is a new um, show on Hulu with Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. And it's freaking hilarious. Okay. And Martin Short is just the funniest. <laughs> I love everything he does. Um, and then, dude, Selena's so cute. She can't do wrong. Some people think she's a bad actress, but I think she's great. So they can die. Um, and then Steve Martin's great too. He even gets to play a little accordion. Um, and it's episodic and it's uh, still releasing. But so far, 
um, the first three or four episodes have been very enjoyable. Only murders in the building. And what's it on? Tina Fey's also in it. What's it on? Hulu. Hulu? Okay. It's like a comedy murder mystery, it sounds like. It sure is. Nice. Comedy heavy. A little bit of gore. Yeah. Okay, Miles, what are you into this week? So I've been watching a few shows. I'll go with one that's kind of currently going right now, and I'll give one that just moved to HBO Max that I will always... Uh, recommend so the first is Ted, just Ted Lasso I think you mentioned it last year or whatever but now it's season two really been enjoying that really in just it's kind of going weird places but uh you know soccer is not necessarily the focus this season but it's still like really really enjoyable really really liking that and then the second one is a show that I just want more people to see it's called I'm Sorry it was on Netflix um and I have watched it's two seasons. I've binged it over and over again, uh, multiple times. And then I heard it was being taken off Netflix and I was really upset about it, but then realized that they were just moving to HBO max. So if, if you have HBO max, you can still watch it there. It's, um, all from a comedian, Andrea Savage. Um, and it's kind of parenting comedy. It's just kind of like, kind of, I, I, I think of it kind of as like a female led, uh, Kirby enthusiasm. Uh, kind of like real world, like just like everyday life, kind of following her around. It's vulgar. It's it's awesome. Just and then if, as a parent, there's just a lot of good stuff in there as well. But yeah, I think it's one of those shows. If you watch a couple episodes, you'll either like love it or it's not for you. But I definitely recommend checking it out. And uh, there was supposed to be a third season. It got uh, canceled because of COVID. But if there's any chance that we can get more people just seeing it, maybe we can bring up third season. <laughs> I would love it. So I just so want to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah. I'm sorry. Um, HBO Max. Okay. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Sounds good. I haven't seen Ted Lasso season two or I'm sorry. So season two has been great. I've been really. Really? Enjoying. Okay. I got to catch been up. Weirdly, like a lot of people hating on it online. I don't, I don't get it. Everyone's a hater. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like the, yeah. the, the ways some of these uh, character storylines are going is not where I expected, but yeah. it's still like, I still think it's well done, even yeah. if it's like not what I was like looking for, I guess. But yeah, right. I really have enjoyed it. Nice. Ben, what are you into? I'm into uh, a podcast and this one is called page break with Brian McKellen. And I had posted this on our Instagram story uh, like a week or two ago. But he did an interview with Pierce Brown. It's episode 12. And it's a really, really great interview. Um, I'm not I'm not going to lie. There's not like a lot of Red Rising talk. But there is just a lot of talk about writing in general and that kind of thing. And just like both the way their processes work with writing. Um, you get a lot of great information about Pierce. I felt like I got to know him a little bit better. Uh, the guy that did the interview, Brian McKellen, he hosts the podcast. Uh, is also a writer. He asked really good questions, really insightful questions. And and Pierce is just like a really cool guy to hear talk for an hour. And so I just really enjoyed that interview. There was a little bit of book six talk. I will be honest. It sounds like Pierce is extremely frustrated with book six. He posted something on a story <laughs> recently, though, that was like, everything's that, going great. That seems better. That made me yeah. feel better. Do you, this made do me you know work. when the, the interval when this interview actually happened? I don't know. Like it had to be, it had, it, was, it seemed like it was somewhat recent, like just the way they were talking about stuff. Uh, it seemed somewhat recent, but there wasn't really any good markers of like when the interview took place, but he had, it was definitely after he had said that he had thrown out a bunch of the book and he was like in that process. So it might've been after that. And cause Pierce seemed like he was kind of upset about it. Yeah, because I saw the story and it seemed like he was feeling more positive about it. So right. Maybe hopeful. people reached out because yeah. they were like, oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign, but that's also me just reading into like his tone of voice and the way he's talking about it. So it might just be like the way. Well, he's you feeling. are best friends. So yeah, maybe it's just the way he was feeling about it that day. The other thing I thought was cool is at the end, they do talk about the Red Rising TV show uh, for a little bit. And Pierce seems like night and day as far as like talking about book six versus talking about the tv show he's extremely excited about that uh he said it's like to quote him it's he said it's like 95 percent of the way there 
they're basically just waiting on a green light from a big wig, the big, the head, of, the biggest of the big wigs. HBO. I don't know. He said he's really happy with his partner. He's a like a co-creator on the series. Uh, he mentioned a hundred and twenty million dollar budget. Dang. We need uh, more. <laughs> so. Those were all like really positive things. He said like the mock-ups he's seen of like art for the for the TV series. He said they're so dope and like he was really excited when he was talking about that. They talked about it briefly just kind of at the end. So I thought that was cool. Nice. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, another thing that we're into this week is live for more crafts. We're using uh, koozies today for our white claws. Yes, Ben is drinking white claws. Um, <laughs> that I purchased off uh, Live For More cla- Crafts, and she also sent us one extra one. So thank you so much. Um, they're nice koozies. And we also got a, a bunch of stickers, and it's a great Red Rising shop. So support your Howler artists. You can find it at, at uh, or I guess on Etsy. Just search Live For More, one word, and you'll see it. Lots of really kick-ass stickers. And there's there's really great like just general book or reading stickers and bookmarks and koozies and loving my howler koozie right now. Yes, keychains, coffee mugs, anything you could ever want. There's also a like plant stuff. I also put a bunch of the stickers on my laptop. Yes. So, thank you. Live for more. As Eo says. Okay, let's talk about what's coming up next week on HowlerPod. We already mentioned it. We'll be doing a book draft similar to this one, uh, except it's going to be about Golden Sun. And our special guest is going to be Heather Madsen. Get excited. Heather, our wise and wonderful researcher. <laughs> it's been a while. I wonder yeah. how she's doing. She said school's going great. Good. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy. Make sure to check out our Instagram at HowlerPod to vote for your favorite draft pick. Vote for me. And you should definitely choose based on the person talking right now and not on (laughs) (laughs) what you actually think is the best moment. (laughs) (laughs) You can also email us questions um, at howlerpod at gmail.com. Give us, you know, tips for more draft picks for Golden Sun. Yeah, send in your draft lineups. Yeah, Let's, let's hear it. Do some... Uh, draft inform me. <laughs> you can leave a voicemail as well at one eight hundred five one six one five four zero, and find links to all this at hollerpod dot com. And like Jamie did for Miles, spread the word about the books. Send them to your friends. Uh, you know, leave them in those little street libraries if you have those. That'd be a useful street library. Mm-hmm. Most people don't open them up. Not with COVID. Uh, sanitize your hands after you use the street library (laughs) and uh, please rate and review five stars only if you don't give us five stars only then we'll smash your grapes (laughs) (laughs) and I mean you're nuts (laughs) all right thanks howlers omnisphere lupus